Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 216. Lauren Napier is a brilliant makeup artist that's made a name for herself with tenacity and grit. To put it simply, her works have been seen in Vogue, Vanity Fair, and on ABC's long-running Today Show and their late-night comedy institution you might have heard of before, Saturday Night Live. She's worked with some of the most famous celebrities, including Academy Award winners, Olympic gold medalists, a beat even an American president. But with all of that service-based success, she transitioned to a product-based business and is killing it with her makeup remover products. Today, Lauren is going to teach us the pros and cons of both service-based industries and product-based industries, how she transitioned in her career and kept a really awesome clientele, what the trickiest parts have been in starting a product-based business, and how you can master both success as a service-based or a product-based business. This episode is really valuable and I just love the way that she is a powerhouse. It's so evident in every word she shares. Before we dive on in, today's review is from Tara Nicolo Smith and it is titled Inspiration to Live Your Dreams. It says, listening to this podcast has motivated me to work towards all my goals and dreams. It has inspired me to get out of my comfort zone and just go for it. Tara, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If you you want your review to be read on the show? All you got to do is leave one. I know it seems like such a simple ask, but it really is a huge favor. So if you love what you're listening to, take a second and leave us a review. Seriously, it helps us stay at the top of the charts. It helps us to reach a bigger audience and it helps us to get guests like Lauren on the show. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Lauren Napier. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
Did you know that I have created beautiful templates, resources, and presets that you can own? Shop Jenna Kutcher is filled with all kinds of tools to make running your business even easier. Head to shopjennacutcher.com and use the code GOLDDIGGER to save 20% off your first digital purchase. That's shopjennacutcher.com. Thinking about starting that new business? I know it's holding you back, having all the legal things like contracts in place. This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is brought to you by The Contract Shop. Head to jennacutcher.com slash contracts to check out my five favorite products and save yourself 20% off. That's jennacutcher.com slash contracts. All right, Lauren, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Your story is just so compelling, and I feel like I can feel your energy all the way in Minnesota today. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much. That's a vibe if you can feel it all the way in Minnesota. I love <laughs> Heck it. yes. Yeah. So for those who don't know who Lauren is, paint us a picture of what your journeys look like, kind of what you do today, and all the things that you went through along the way to get you to where you are right now. Well, I am the founder of Lauren Napier Beauty, which is a line of high performance and very luxurious makeup remover wipes. They're designed for women and men who are on the go, living their lives and being fabulous, who just want to clean up, refresh and nourish their skin anytime, anyplace, anywhere. I love that. So how did you get started? Like, give me the full story, because I know you didn't just start with creating this product. So how did you get going with all of this? I came up with the concept of cleanse on a flight. And this is the more interesting backstory, because at that point, I was a makeup artist and I was working at Saturday Night Live. We were on our Christmas hiatus and I was taking my Christmas vacation in Australia so on the way back, my makeup removers completely dried out and they were just something that I'd like kind of bought at the store. And I was completely frustrated. And as I sat in this window seat, sort of trapped, the person next to me was asleep. And then the person next to that person was asleep. So I was sitting there just frustrated as I stared out of the window and I had this light bulb moment, like one, this can never happen again, but two, I can fix this problem and I can make the makeup remover wipe experience so much better. Okay. I mean, let's be honest. I feel like there are so many times a day where I'm like frustrated with a product or I'm like wishing there was a solution to something, but I don't think I've ever really gone out there and made it. So talk to me about the journey from sitting on this plane all the way to actually retailing a product because... I'm going to guess that it took a while. It did. I mean, it took a while, but I was really passionate about taking this idea and really putting some action behind it. And that's really half the battle. Like half of the battle is making sure that you take your idea and you move forward with it. So that's what I did. And it didn't hurt that I was coming back from a 12 hour time difference and I was awake, jet lagged in the middle of the night. I basically spent every night until my jet lag was over, you know, researching and trying to figure out how to develop this product. So the wee hours of the night when all of America was sleeping, I was on Google researching chemists and packaging and the process. That's essentially like that was the very, very beginning in the start. And then it didn't hurt that tax season was right around the corner because what I ended up doing was launching my brand with a tax refund. 
Oh my goodness. That yeah. is amazing. Do you remember the days of tax refunds? Cause they are long gone for me, <laughs> but I, I miss them. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were always nice, but yeah, it's a, it's a completely different way of saving a little bit of cash. So yeah, yes, those absolutely. days are gone. Okay. So let's talk about how you got your start because you are actually an amazing makeup artist. So Walk me through how that part of your career started, how it took off, and what it evolved into. What was cool about me becoming a makeup artist was I, again, I, I say this because so many of my great ideas come when I'm on a flight, but I was actually <laughs> on a flight because I was a flight attendant, not necessarily enjoying that job, but enjoying all of its benefits and anything that was luxury at that point about being an air hostess or a stewardess, as some might call it. And I was reading this magazine and on the cover, I was staring at this beautiful actress and she had this makeup that I just thought was absolutely not flattering. And I thought to myself, I can do this and I can do it way better. And I verbalized it because the person sitting next to me was looking at me like I was absolutely insane. Like, who are you, <laughs> flight attendant? Why are you criticizing the makeup on a magazine cover? What? So essentially, again, I put my idea into action. And as soon as I jumped off of that flight, I went and applied at the Mac counter. I do have to say I have some artistic acumen, but I, I was like, yeah, I have to do this. I have to do it. So I applied at the Mac counter. And this was like when Mac was just the beginning. So you had to convince people to shop at Mac. It wasn't the powerhouse that it was, but I really one developed some sales skills, which comes in handy when you're selling a product. But also I redeveloped and cultivated my artistry skills, which was something I didn't really know that I was as strong at as I was. And it helped me work with people and listen I developed some really good, really, really strong skills just by working with everyday people. So my work ethic, though, was really strong. And people would pull Mac makeup artists to do editorial photo shoots because we were these artistic, non-traditional counter, beauty counter makeup artists. And with this really strong work ethic, I ended up working with a photographer and we did Vogue and Vanity Fair and we did all these different magazines together. From there... I just sort of shot out like a rocket and landed in TV and film and never really stopped. That's so crazy. Did you have to do a lot of marketing of yourself? Was it more word of mouth? How did like word spread about you from going from this mat counter to celebrities, even a president? Like what did that journey look like? It's a cool journey. And it was a lot of word of mouth. And I think that's one thing that people don't really understand is that your work ethic precedes you. So if you're doing a really good job and you, you're at work on time and you're pleasant to people, people will always have you around. And that is essentially how I got my start. And that's how I maintain my position. You know, sometimes your work ethic, if it's better than your work, it can keep you working. You know, people want to be around somebody, one who's talented, but two, who's really pleasant to be around and who does, who gets the job done. You know, like the line from Hamilton, you get the job done. I got the job done. And so that was cool. My, my reputation preceded me and that's how I continued to work. That's so cool. So do you still do makeup to this day? Well, 
every now and then I will okay. do a little bit of makeup just for creative purposes. It's nice just to be out there and know how products are working out in the field because I always want to stay abreast of what is new and I want to play with something and touch something and feel something. And that's not what happens when you're sitting behind a desk running a company. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So you went from this service-based business as a makeup artist and took a giant pivot into a product-based business. And I have talked to so many different entrepreneurs, like products are no joke. There is so much risk. There is so much experimentation. There is so much research. So walk us through like from idea to like actual delivery of the product. What did that whole process look like for you? Well, the process was both really scary and really (laughs) exciting. It was, yeah, I can't describe it any more than that. It was so scary, but so exciting. So the first thing that I did, I mentioned before, was Google. I researched everything. And one thing I think that made a real difference, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I reached out and cold called. And I would just say when I got on the phone, hey, this is my first time. This is what I'm looking to develop or create. Who should I be speaking to and what steps should I take? And people are very, very open to helping. If you just ask the question, the information is there. Just make sure that, you know, you do have some sense of direction when you pick up the phone, but people are really open to helping. So a lot of what I learned and a lot of the initial processes came from just asking questions of people and then putting that into action as well. And I think there's a theme there. It's all about action. Uh, So as I would speak to people, I would get past step one and then past step two and then three and then on. So the development part was one creating, there's so many things that you create. There's so many things you're creating the product itself, but then you want to create the packaging. That's where your artistic and creative side comes in. There's also a business structure that has to be created. So there's something that you've got to learn there. You've got, I mean, that's just three things, but they're really three huge things. And I think that's where you start. And once I got all of those things together, it all really started to become very seamless and even more exciting and also even more scary because you've got this product that you want to introduce to the world and you want to make sure that they believe in it just the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. How long did that whole process take from being on the plane to actually pushing the product out into the hands of humans? Well, I was a beast with <laughs> what I was I'm not surprised doing. I got, by this at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I really was. And I would, the whole thing was like, I worked with a manufacturer after I contacted them. I I met them at an event and basically like forced my way in. I'm like, hi, I'm the person you've been speaking to on the phone. Let's sit down real quick for a coffee. We talked about everything and that made things a little bit easier. They were able to put a face to a name and then a face to the voice that they were speaking to. And that helped to propel the speed of getting this product in hand. All in all, it took about 18 months, but that was because I opened my own FedEx account and I was like, hey, whenever you have a sample or something, send it to me overnight using this account. I wanted it done because I felt like if I didn't move at a fast pace, it could lag and lag and lag and never get to market. Okay, so I have to know, Lauren, what were you like as a child? Like, were you always this like tenacious and driven and confident? Fill me in because I feel like there is just so much power behind what you do and what you believe in. Well, I will say this. I was definitely a a risk taker. And I also had lots of, let's say failures. 
in my life. So it made me very, very resilient. Like I wanted to be a cheerleader because that was the cool thing, right? Everybody wanted to be a cheerleader, but one, I have no coordination. (laughs) And two, I just like, I just wasn't good enough. So I tried out every time and it was so humiliating, but because I tried, I grew this thicker skin. I came to a point where I was like, not afraid to be rejected it made me so strong. So I always want to say to people like, you just never know where your lesson is going to come in and how tough it makes you. And because I was told no so many times and basically like completely rejected. And so many times as a teenager and as a young person, I took that and I allowed it to like not make me be afraid of anything as I moved forward. So I've been to plenty of places as an adult too, where people tell me no, when they do, it's like not the end of the world. It's like been there, done that. Okay, let's find a new way. I feel like so many people get discouraged by no's. And I feel like so many people take a no as a no, never instead of just a no from one person. Do you have any advice on like how to navigate if you're trying to push through and create something or pursue your dream and you keep hearing no, what do you got to tell people to do? Well, if you keep hearing no, you want to assess and redirect, right? So where are you coming from? Why is there a no? Are you listening? Are you actively asking questions? If someone tells you no, you know, don't be like, uh, why? But just ask very kindly and very gently. Well, I'm curious to, you know, what your perception is. And I'd love to get some feedback from you. And a lot of times someone will pause and think about it and help open a door So that, or not open a door, but kind of shed a light on something that you might be missing. It's really easy from the inside out to see what's going on or to, to project your idea. But once it gets out there, does it make sense to other people? You never know. And you never know until you tell someone and you never know until you ask for that feedback. So it's really helpful when you do get a note, just to pause and ask, well, why, what can I improve or what can I change? Get an opinion from an expert, you know, get an opinion from someone who's in the same field, who has seen some of, you know, whatever it is you're pitching or promoting and, and let them mentor you. I love that. And I think too, it's like adversity is going to happen no matter what as an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of people shy away from it or they're afraid of it, but I feel like that's where you learn the most. Has there been any examples or times where you've either failed or felt like you failed or really faced adversity? And now looking back, it was probably one of the biggest seasons of growth for you. There are so many things that have happened to me. It's really like, my, like I said, my life is an open book. So many things and so many lessons that I've learned from. There's so I many. I want some I stories. Even... I want to hear the dirt. Like, <laughs> I'll give you the dirt. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I have been fired from jobs. I have had my apartment burned down. I've had all like a many, many weird things have happened to me that one built character and two just tested my determination, you know, through all of the things that have happened, were you determined enough to push through all of this adversity and end up on the other side? And turns out I have, sometimes you don't know how strong you are, like until you are ultimately tested and I've totally been tested. (laughs) So I want to know what is one thing that shocked you about creating a product that you had no idea you'd have to do when you first started the idea? 
Well, one of the things that shocked me that I didn't know that I was going to have to do, and I guess maybe I was always a little bit curious about, but I had no idea that you have to buy barcodes from the government. Oh, what? I didn't know. Yeah, I had had no idea. So that was one of the things that I was, I kept thinking to myself, okay, well, how will we manage this inventory? And if it goes, if, right, which is funny because now it is, but if it's sold internationally, how do I know how to keep track of that? And it turns out you have to have a barcode for your product. And that is how it's tracked globally. I had no idea. So what does the process look like to get one? Well, there's an easy website that you go on. It's I think it's you know, I don't know what it is off the top. <laughs> don't of worry. There's a website that you tap into and they you have to set everything up, set your own account up. Once that's set up, you can start assigning barcodes to each product that you have. Wow, that is so wild. I had no idea. So how many products do you currently have? Right now I have the full line of makeup removal wipes. We've got cleanse is made with aloe, cucumber, and chamomile. So it's really gentle on the skin. Dermatologists and ophthalmologists test it. And then we've got flaunt. Flaunt is really exciting because it's got a noni fruit extract, vitamin K, selenium, lycopene. So it's really good for skin that's tired or exhausted, maybe even pregnancy skin where you've got melasma or just you're just really dry and dehydrated and tired and you want to put a little bit of moisture back into the skin. And in 2019, very soon, I'm going to be introducing the newest product to the collection. It's very exciting because it touches on a skin condition that many, many people have and many people deal with, and that is oily skin and acne. So I'm very excited about what 2019 has to hold. So amazing. So I want to know, when you embarked on this journey, did you hire anyone? Did you get contractors? What did that look like? Or did you kind of just trailblaze on your own? I really trailblazed on my own. The one thing that I did do was, and I will say this openly, I want to just make sure because it's one of the questions that people ask of me on social all the time. And that is, should you hire PR? people. Yeah, I'm sorry, PR people, publicists, you guys have really hard jobs and difficult jobs. But my experience in this situation was, I didn't need to hire someone in PR. My original thought was, okay, I've got this amazing product, and I need people to talk about it. And I need professionals to talk about it. But the gag is, no one is more passionate about your brand than you are in the beginning. And no one knows more about it. And no one knows why it is being put out on the market the way that you do. And when you're first starting out, you're a little bit tired and you're a little bit nervous, but you're so enthusiastic. That enthusiasm is palpable and people are interested in it. And that makes all the difference in the world. So one thing that I did do that I wish maybe I had not done was invest money in PR. Mm Recent estimates show that 30 to 50% of potential clients are closed by the service provider who responds to them first. That could be a lot of clients you're missing out on just because you don't have all your stuff together. One way you can respond faster is with a solid contract. In fact, that is precisely why the contract shop was founded. In less than 10 minutes, you can have a contract tailored to your specific industry, filled out and delivered to a client before anyone else even has a chance to open up their email. No more crossing your fingers and hoping everything goes right. 
To learn about my five must-have products and to get 20% off your purchase, head to jennacutcher.com slash contracts. That's jennacutcher.com slash contracts. No one ever told you that running a business meant you suddenly had to fill a million roles from being a masterful email template writer to a photo editor, a graphic designer to a social media strategist, not to mention actually working with paying clients. Yeah, nobody told me that either, which is why last year I decided to pull all the tools, templates, and strategies and put them into one place where you can get your hands on them. That's right, from pricing guides that you can customize to email templates, media kits to social media strategies, even editing presets, you can get all of the things that I've created for my own business and use it in yours. And you can save yourself 20% off your first digital purchase using the code GOLDDIGGER. Head to shopjennacutcher.com to make this entrepreneur life just a little bit easier. That is shopjennacutcher.com. And don't forget the code gold digger is going to save you 20% off your first digital purchase. So how did you get your product in the hands of people? Did you work with influencers? Like, what did that look like? Because let's be honest, you have quite a bit of competition out there these days and a lot of mainstream brands that don't make a product exactly like yours, but similar. So what was your strategy in terms of getting the word out? The strategy of getting the word out about Lauren Your Beauty was it was very unique because while there are so many makeup companies and beauty and skincare companies, I have a real point of difference. There is not a luxury makeup remover wipe that's out there. If you're the girl that's using Chanel lipstick, you might want something equally as glamorous or equally as luxurious as um, in your makeup remover wipe because everybody uses them. You just want something that's the same exact quality of the makeup that you're using. So, it wasn't really hard to get that message out there because it was a product that had a point of difference. And I think one thing that I would say to people is if you're creating a product, make sure that your product does have a point of difference. You know, I think that that's the driving force and what makes it successful. And it makes it something that people want to talk about. So did you have any relationships? Like, did you ship them out? Did you pay for Facebook ads? What did it look like? Because I know a lot of times people can dream up this product and dream up the launch. And then they realize, oh my gosh, people need to actually understand this product, know why it's different and purchase it. I was really fortunate to have been a makeup artist because part of my career as a makeup artist really was learning products and like knowing how things worked or didn't work. And I also had a bit of a platform while it'd be very small it was still a bit of a platform, which helped me get into this event called the makeup show. And I think at that point, I think the makeup show is my, maybe 12 or 13 years old, but I actually attended the first makeup show years ago and had been going ever since as, you know, a working artist. So I reached out to them and I just said, Hey, listen, I think you know, you guys are starting to vend products at this event. I would love to be able to introduce my products to the makeup artist community in a space where people are looking for the next best beauty product. And so now there are so many different events. You've got the makeup show, you've got BeautyCon, you've got Indie Beauty Expo, you've got all of these different, or Founder Made, you've got all of these different platforms or Project Beauty Expo. I don't want to forget them, but there are so many different platforms where you can 
be in front of people who are specifically there to engage with you, learn about your product. And so I took the makeup show platform and I used that to to get in front of people. Did you have to invest in yourself in your vision in order to take part in these events? Invest in myself or invest in the event? In, I mean, I feel like event. Okay. Yeah. The event definitely is an investment. And that's a little bit of, it was, I can't remember how much it costs, but you definitely have to invest in yourself for, or invest in your product for an event. Was it worth it though? There's no way around it. At that point, it definitely was worth it. It was absolutely worth it because I was able to get in front of makeup artists, get in front of beauty consumers, talk to them, and then demonstrate, like demo the product and let people know exactly how it worked. And at those events, there are, if you're lucky, you know, there are beauty buyers that are there, or you might stumble upon some press presence that's also there. I was really, really, I have to be really thankful for all of the bloggers because the bloggers were so interested in talking about it. One thing I can recommend if you are starting up a business, create samples because that is what is going to get people to talk about your product. If you can't always afford to give away full live products, because what are you going to sell if you're giving it all away? But if you have samples, it really is so helpful to your business. And that's something that I had to learn. That's so awesome. So one of the things that I think is really important when it comes to physical products is the education piece. And you can speak so well to what makes your products different. Do you have any tricks up your sleeve for helping people to communicate what sets them apart and to figure out kind of what that unique selling proposition is for themselves? Yeah, it's very, very important to know what your point of difference is. So anytime someone challenges your brand or references it and says, oh, well, it's like, for my example, it's like Neutrogena wipes. And I can say, hey, I got nothing against Neutrogena wipes. They're amazing. However, and then I explain, you know, Lauren, if your beauty products are packaged individually, they're made with pure ingredients, they are manufactured with solar energy, or, you know, I go into the whole spiel basically and I can identify the point of difference and what sets me apart and I think that every person should always be able to do that to know the point of difference so that you can sort of combat the responses you know gently and kindly but yeah you can say well you know thank you I'm glad you I'm glad you recognize that but this is the difference and always be able to identify it. So how are you selling your products? Is it all online? Are you in retail? Walk us through what that's looked like for you. My retail has been really an exciting and almost a a fairy tale as far as that goes when it comes to selling. I definitely sell on laurennapier.com and I'm really focusing now on making sure that I'm engaging with my customers on the website so we can communicate and talk to each other and you guys can get really steep discounts through me direct to consumer, direct to you. But I also launched on some really, really exciting platforms. And I think sometimes I think it was, it was luck, but it was also luck with a lot of like hard work. I think they both sometimes come hand in hand. I knew exactly where I wanted my products to be. I almost had a vision board Almost like you have when you're in your room in high school. I used to take magazines and just like tear everything out and stick it on my wall. And what I didn't realize I was doing was I was setting up this vision for myself. And even as an adult, 
that's, I was still doing that in my office. I would stick something on the wall and was like, okay, this is where I think cleanse would really, really look cool. Or this is where I think I want my products to be, or if I could have it anywhere in the world, this is where it would be. And it actually is in all of those retail locations to this day. I remember when Net-A-Porter launched their beauty collection, I thought, oh, when I have a product, that's exactly where I want it to be. So as I was creating this design, it also looked like something that would be on a shelf with all of these other luxury makeup products, aspirational beauty makeup products. So that's something that I did for myself. But as far as getting it into those retailers, it was a lot of research. And what's great about the time that we're living in is whatever you want, it is online. You hear me talk about Google all the time. Every retail location that I where my product is, is a retail location that I researched. I took a look at the history of the store. I understood what brands they wanted in the store, what brands were successful in their store, maybe what brands got in and also got booted out. I understood that store's customer. And then I spoke to that store's customer and that location's customer. And that's how I ended up getting into those stores. Did you hear a lot of no's or once you got into one, did it kind of all happen? What was that process like for you? I heard in the beginning, in the beginning, my product was cleanse was actually in a box. And so I was selling it as this travel product that was in a box, which kind of didn't make sense, which is how I came about with the, the traveling packs. So I heard a lot of, okay, well, I don't quite get it. It looks pretty, but are people going to understand it? And that's why I say sometimes you have to assess and redirect. People understood it, but there was a little bit about it that needed tweaking that didn't quite make sense. So once I readjusted the packaging, redesigned the packaging, those same retailers that were a little apprehensive at first were open to retailing me after that. And then once I got into those retailers, it just you know, blew the doors wide open for other ones. That's so cool. Sometimes I think it just takes that one yes. And then it's like, okay, if I can get one yes, I can get 20 yeses. And it's like that confidence to keep going after it. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly how it works. Sometimes you just need one. And if it's a really good one, it just gives you really strong exposure. But always work with your retail partners too, to make sure that they are talking about your brand. Like you take advantage of, of, the marketing capital that they have that you might not have or the customer base that they have that you don't have. So at the beginning, you talked about how you are your biggest advocate. You're the best educator. You're the most passionate about everything. But as your business has grown, how has your role in the company as the visionary, the educator, the marketer, how has that evolved for you? It's always evolving and it's always growing. I am there every day, 24 hours a day, working with my team. And it's a really small team, but working with my team to make sure that we are communicating the message to our customers that there's beauty in taking it off. You know, you, this is a fabulous product and you should feel good inside and outside, whether you're wearing makeup or not. So I want to make sure that there's always some strong brand messaging. We always want to make sure that I'm there with them if they have any questions. So the role is just, it's being a teacher. You know, the role is being a teacher, but it's also having these strong ideas and coming up with the ideas and advertising. There's so many elements, you know, you have to be there and be present and be on the cusp of what's new, what's working and what's next. 
I feel like you've gleaned so much information off of feedback, whether it's from the retailers you work with or customers. How do you recommend getting good feedback and then taking action with it? Well, you want to listen. You want to actively listen. And sometimes people will speak to you and they want to be polite. And so it's also deciphering what maybe like the compliment sandwich, they give you a compliment and then maybe they'll say something negative and then they'll say something else that's complimentary. Make sure that you're not just accepting the compliments. You make sure that you're listening to the meat that's between the bread, because that is going to be a a determining factor on your business's success because no one wants to hurt your feelings. But you have to listen to what people are saying. Okay, I have to know. Has there ever been a moment where you just wanted to give up where it didn't feel worth it for you? Yeah, all the time. That is something. Give me a story. I need to know because you are such a powerhouse. I'm like, does this girl ever struggle? Like, seriously? No, and the, 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 the struggle is real. The struggle is very real. And that's something that people don't tell you. I think I don't have a baby, but people, you know, you hear mothers say, this is something they don't tell you. This is what they don't tell you about entrepreneurship and having your own business and being the boss is that you have to make every single decision. You have to be comfortable admitting that you don't know everything or comfortable admitting and accepting that you're sort of lost. You're in the weeds. You don't exactly know what to do next. And that happens to me from time to time or I'm stuck, or maybe we didn't make a week's sales goal or the daily sales goal. And there's times where it's just really frustrating and it's really hard to come up with the new ideas, like you're tapped out. And so there is a struggle, especially when you have a very specific vision for your brand. So what I tell people is like, look, owning a business is not for the faint of heart. It's just not. It is literally the hardest thing that I've ever done. And Every day or every other day, there is a mini meltdown, but you know why you got into it. I know why, why I started my brand. I know what my brand's mission is and I want to see it through. And I'm happy to see it through every single day, every single day at the end of the day, no matter how rough the day was, I'm still happy that I own my own business and work for myself. So what is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? Well, my favorite part of being entrepreneur is making sure that I'm spreading a positive message with my product and with my brand. That's something that really speaks to me because as a makeup artist, people would come and they would sit in my chair and they would say, you know, I wish you could be here every day. And there was always this really self-deprecating humor that made me feel really bad for people. I don't want people to feel bad about themselves or, or their appearance or the way they look. That was always really, you know, troublesome to me. So when I created Lauren Napier Beauty, the concept is that there's beauty in taking it off. It's that you are enough without your makeup. You know, we're not necessarily feeding on people's insecurities, but actually building their confidence and helping improve their skin in a healthy way. And so my favorite part of being an entrepreneur is actually getting that message out to people. Because when you've got a product, you've got a message, you know, whether that's like have five billion friends or, you know, whatever your message is, you know, easy, breezy, beautiful. Mine is that there's beauty and taking it off that you're enough. And that is my message that I send out into the world. And that's my favorite part. 
Oh, I love that. I feel like there's this beautiful shift happening with the definition of beauty and and just people stepping up to be the representation they want to see. How do you define beauty? Because I love that knowing your mission behind your product, but what do you define as beautiful? Well, my grandmother used to say, if you're ugly on the inside, you're ugly on the outside. So, <laughs> go grandma, yeah, go. Go grandma, go. So that's one. But what I define, I like what is unconventional. I think that anything that is unconventional and a little bit quirky has beauty in it. Then the other obvious thing that I think is beautiful are flowers. You can just like steal my heart with flowers. So, and it's not just like flowers, it's the petals, it's the veins in the petals, it's the fragrance that comes along with it. So I find a lot of beauty in nature and I find a lot of beauty in simplicity. So that's where I find it and things that are unconventional. I love that. So what is next for you as we approach the new year? What are you excited about? What are you working on? What fires you up every single day? Man, well, 2019, I'm really fired up. I have so many projects that are working or that are in the works, like our new product launch and product is coming out. So that's super exciting. I've got some work that I'll be doing to help empower other women and help them start their own businesses and launch their own brands. I have, what else do I have? I'm taking Pilates so that I can take care of myself and really build my core so that I can be a strong woman like Jane Fonda in my like seventies or still be fabulous <laughs> and kicking it like Cicely Tyson in my nineties. I just, you know, I'm just working on improving myself, but growing the brand. And that's really, really exciting. That is so awesome. So where can everybody find you, connect with you and check you out? So you can find me at Lauren Napier, basically on all the platforms. And if it's Lauren Napier on Instagram, Lauren Napier on Twitter. There is Lauren Napier Beauty on Facebook and YouTube. So it's it's just easy, guys. Lauren Napier. And you can shop laurennapier.com, sign up to the our email list so that you can get those deep pocket discounts for your vacations and anytime you want to go anywhere with your cleanse or your flaunt. I love it so much. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your story, your heart, your experience. I know that this episode is going to be a total game changer for people thinking about getting into products. Yeah, I hope so. If you guys have any questions, just slide into my DMs at Lauren Napier. I love it. Thanks, Lauren. Absolutely. Remember at the start of the show when I talked about Lauren's grit and tenacity? I mean, I think it was so obvious how amazing this woman is from the very beginning. I swear that her confidence is contagious and it's exactly what it takes to make it as an entrepreneur. I think it was so insightful how she has her best thoughts while flying and how she puts those thoughts into action. I want to remind you today that imperfect action makes things happen. And I love the way that she evaluates no's and asks to understand more so that she can continue to grow, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a human being. I sincerely enjoyed chatting with Lauren today, and I hope that you enjoyed tuning in to our conversation. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. 
If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.